Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Jack Heverin, who was part of the uh, coverage on SEN over the last couple of days, he was hoping that it could go into today. It hasn't. He's got the day off. No, he doesn't. He's going to talk to me right now with a bit of uh, cricket news floating about, or more than a bit at the moment. Jack, good morning. How are you? Morning, Adam. Good to be with you. I should be in the car on the way up to the MCG at the moment, but for the same reason that the Australian top order's got you in the chair today, it's got me dialing in to talk to you. So disappointing in many ways, but, um, and we said this yesterday in the coverage We'll talk a lot about the Aussies, obviously, but nothing should take away from India and just how good they were. And from where they were in the first test to where they got to in the second, it's a remarkable turnaround. It's an epic upset in so many ways. And it's great to see as a cricketing fan, firstly, and obviously from an Australian uh, fan point of view, it wasn't great viewing. It was frustrating viewing. But from India's point of view, that was just a performance for the ages. It's been summed up as a performance for the ages and the captaincy down. Ajinka Rahane has turned himself into, well, the possibility of, I don't know where it stands and I'll touch base with Bharat uh, Sundaresan a bit later on, but is he a possibility of being the captain going forward? I know that would be the conversation if something like this happened to the Australian cricket team. I know it's Virat Kohli, but that performance from that captain and with the bat and with his field placings and with his bowling changes, he didn't put a foot wrong. No, he didn't. I thought his field placements on day one especially was spot on. And the first innings tells us that when three Aussie wickets fell with batsmen turning one around the corner, Labashay and Smith, Payne, all, all trying to turn one around the corner. Normally, that's not a field position we see. But India obviously came in with a plan. They saw that for Smith and Labashain anyway, that that was a weakness and that was an area that they could dismiss them. And when a plan comes together like that, that's a huge tick to the coaching staff. But it's an even bigger tick to the captain because when you put a, a player in a position like Leg Gully, it means you're taking them out of somewhere more conventional, i.e. a cover or a backward point or a mid-on, mid-off. So it worked. And, and his innings, Adam, to, to see it, I hope everyone enjoyed it who listened to it on 1170 and... Those who watched it on the TV, his innings were spectacular. He didn't put a foot wrong. He controlled the game. When it was time to slow things down and just blunt the Australian attack, he was good enough to do that. When it was time to get things going and, and get into a, a couple of partnerships, which he did, one in particular with Pant that sort of changed the game a little bit. Pant only made 29, but it just changed the run rate. And then Jadeja to bat through until the end of the day and then bat into the next day. Yeah, he's, if he's not the captain of the test team, because they have the almighty Virat Kohli, he's a damn good replacement, isn't he? He's a damn good <laughs> vice-captain to have in the background. Yeah, totally different character. Totally different character. <laughs> the combativeness of Virat Kohli as opposed to the, it seems, the cool, calm nature of Ajinka Rahane. But deep down, obviously, his blood pressure would have been up at various stages during that game. But that's India's point of view for now. We'll switch focus to Australia. And every time... Australia as a nation, as a cricketing-loving uh, nation, reflects the day after a test loss in which it is a surprise. The glare is as harsh as a hot summer's day hangover. 
And it feels like that today, even though I don't know what the weather's down like there in uh, Melbourne today, but here in Sydney, it's been pouring down all night and it reflects the mood of a lot of Australian Test cricket fans this morning. And I don't know what the weather's like in Adelaide, but, well, there's a lot to reflect on, isn't there, Jack? Where do we start? I think we start at the top, Adam. I think we start with the top of the batting order and Joe Burns. Um, I suppose for all of us, at some point in our lives, we'd love to have someone support us like Justin Langer supported Joe Burns, whether it's our employer or <laughs> family or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it went to yeah. another level with Joe Burns and, and many thought that he shouldn't have played in the first test. I, I was one that didn't think he should have played. And even with Will Pekovsky unavailable, there were other options. Uh, they decided to stick with him and that's admirable, but it can't go any further. And Oh, there was some uh, some pictures yesterday of Joe Burns and his partner walking around the MCG and taking some photos out on the ground and stuff. Maybe, without reading too much into it, maybe that's a, a bit of a reflection that Joe knows for now anyway that it's over. He's just never been settled as an opening batsman. He's a very, very good cricketer. I'm not talking him down in that respect, but at the top of the order, he's just never really made it his own. And he seems to be the guy that we go back to when we don't have something else, and whether that's through injury or, or form of other players. But now's the time to find whatever that looks like. So if it's Will Pekovsky who's fit, um, whether we persist with Matthew Wade in the short term at least, but start to think about what it might look like. What it is, it's a great opportunity for an Australian opener somewhere between now and the end of the summer to really put their hand up. And, and whether it's Sam Whiteman or Marcus Harris, put their hand up and say, I'm the one for the next three or four years because we just don't have that option right now. Unfortunately, it's hard to find out with Sheffield Shield not starting mm. again until March, it seems. So we won't know for this test series. It's hard to get players in the bubble. But in the bubble at the moment is David Warner. And we've seen the footage in the nets. And obviously that story will develop over the next couple of days. But the Will Pekofsky one, what, what's the word? what was the word at the MCG yesterday? The whispers in the hallways, if you like, about the possibility of this guy appearing in the third test and how Justin Langer and the coaching staff of the Australian cricket team make sure that he is right to go in a test match environment because it's going to be pretty hot early on when Australia go into bat, whenever that is, in that third test at the SCG. Well, he's the big unknown, Adam. Um, and I must admit there was a, a level of surprise. I think it was Tom Morris from Fox Sports who had the story yesterday that Will Pekovsky had been running and was available and had been medically cleared, I should say, to play in the third test. That was surprising because a lot of us felt as though, and the general view was that Will Pekovsky would be, there'd be every caution used and that we may not see him again in test match cricket. And I say may because we're not medical experts and, and we're dealing with something with concussion that's an unknown. So it was surprising. Um, Will's got to the line now three times and has had setbacks every time, whether it through mental health or through concussion. Um, th they will make sure, if Will Pekovsky plays in Sydney, he will have ticked every box and probably gone back with the medical staff and ticked those same boxes again. That's how cautious they are with him and they understand his talent and they understand how good he is. If he's available, I think he should play because why not? Basically, he's shown in the A games that he's good enough. He's shown in the A games that he can make runs when it matters. Um, I, I would love to see him play. I think batting with David Warner would be huge for him because it would take a bit of the pressure off and... Davey can score the way that Davey scores and, and Will can sort of just get himself sorted. So if he's available and if he's medically cleared to play, uh, I see no reason why he shouldn't be picked.
Well, I do know for a fact that Will Pukowski is a pretty happy boy this morning because he's a big Manchester United fan. He wears the number 10 when he plays Will Pukowski and the number 10 for Manchester United scored a 93rd minute winner against Wolves oh, this go. morning a couple of minutes ago. So Will will be pumped about that. He says that he wears the number 10 because of Scott Pendlebury, but yeah, he's a big Manchester United <laughs> fan as well as a Collingwood fan. So uh, pretty pumped about things this morning, Will. And, and we all hope that things go well for him and I'd love to see him out there at some stage in the summer because he's got so much promise. And we saw yesterday the prom- the player with a lot of other uh, promise or has been so heavily talked about in the last couple of months, kind of delivered Cameron Green, looked comfortable up to a point until he played that shot, which I'm sure he thought about a lot as he put his head on the pillow last night eventually. But around that, that order for Australia looks disorderly at the moment. And Travis Head... And talking to the people who not know a lot more about technique in terms of batting uh, more than I with doing a bit of commentary with Fox Cricket, the, the knock on Travis Head at the moment is the fact that when he gets himself into a situation where he's into an innings, he will play a shot out of nowhere, which seems so rampantly against being set. And that was another loose one yesterday. And it's outside off. He got done Again, what's the word about Travis Head and your feelings about Travis Head's test um, credentials and the possibility of perhaps making way for someone else? Well, loose is the word. Yeah, that, you're spot on. Loose, loose outside off stump, and, and he's been exposed a couple of times now by opposition teams who will do that. They'll just persist with an off-stump line, probably not even an off-stump line, more of a fourth or fifth stump line. They'll really hang it out there and say, well, we don't think you've got the patience to be able to keep letting the ball go. At some point, you're going to play one. And invariably, Adam, he does a lot of the time, and he'll nick him or that the gully's always in action when Travis Head is batting. The thing with him is if we go back to what we are talking about with Joe Burns earlier on, the coach has kind of shown that he's willing to back his players and that he's willing to give them perhaps more chances than maybe what many think they deserve. If you're going on that same logic, then Travis Head has to play in the next test, doesn't he? And not because he's um, not because he's going that well, because frankly he's not, but the same faith which showed to Joe Burns, it'd be very surprising if in the next breath, Justin Langer said, okay, well, that's what we were doing for Joe Burns, but sorry, Travis, you're out of the team. So it, I, I, this is, I guess this is the precedence that has been set in a way for Joe Burns to play does Travis Head get given the same latitude by the coach? I know that they love him inside Australian cricket as leadership material. And they gave him the Australia A captaincy duties with a good reason that perhaps down the track, whatever happens to Tim Payne, whenever that happens, they need that succession planning in place that Travis Head perhaps is seen as the guy that's going to guide Australian cricket as a, as a captain. But at the moment, he's got um, other issues at play. I reckon that bowling lineup, I reckon for the next three days, they've they've got full reason to be able to say every time that they want a cup of coffee in the meal room, batsman, go up and get it. Every time I want my bags put under the bus, batsman, your go. Because the, the way that the bowlers have performed, not bad so far this series. They just haven't been backed up with the guys with the bat. I reckon there'll be a lot of people listening this morning who play local cricket at some level and know that if you generally drop a catch, you, you need to buy the bowler a beer. Uh, that's after the game. That's generally how it's done. The Aussie players, if they choose to have a, a little glass of something between now and the next test, shouldn't have to pay for a drink. The catches were put down left, right, and centre. <laughs> they weren't backed up, were they? That was the thing. And well, Nathan Lyon didn't have his finest test. And I'm not in one way being critical of Nathan Lyon because he's bowled us to victory so many times in the last three years. But I, 
just don't think that he feels like he's in his best rhythm right now. That can change. And you get him to the SCG where he's got a good record. Spinners have got a good record. Things can change. But, gee, if you were going to war, you'd love to be going to war with Pat Cummins. He will shoulder the responsibility when the chips are down. He'll be the one to try and get the spark going. I think to that eight-over spell that he bowled at the start of the day, where he was the one that was sort of getting us back into the game after India had Rahane and Jadeja not out overnight. He's a star. He's the best bowler in the world, the best pace bowler in the world. Um, I don't think that's up for dispute anymore. It probably was 12 months ago. It can't be now. And he's the war machine of this Australian attack. I wish we had two of him because we probably would have beaten India in that case. But yeah, he was superb. Stark had his moments. Stark was really good with the new ball, but seemed to lose his rhythm with the old ball a little bit. And Hazelwood was what you always expect with Josh Hazelwood. He's around the mark. He's consistent. He doesn't bowl too many bad balls. So I agree with you overall. The bowling group weren't that bad. It was just the batting from the opposition was a little bit better. Stark will appreciate the bigger gap that we usually get between the Melbourne and Sydney test because he didn't look quite right throughout the entire contest. There was niggles. There was time he went off. He was stretching. He was bending. I don't know if James Pattinson is near or near enough. Michael Nisa is an outstanding proposition that just hasn't got to go just yet. So there is depth with the bowling stocks at the moment. Give us your thoughts out there as well, listing Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, or on the app, wherever you are around Australia or around the world, one 1170 to call in. Give us your test lineup: who goes, who stays, who comes in, all of that text line 0457 736 736 0457 736 736 Australia during cricket season we're a nation of selectors all of us are selectors so we all get our say give us your take on what is going on with the Australian cricket team at the moment 0457 736 736 the other big issue that's going around at the moment, Jack, and it broke at about 9pm last night. We thought that we were going to hear before the end of the test and then it bled out and then I reckon everyone had cleared out from the MCG before knowing exactly what was going on, where the next test was going to be. Just give us an inclination about how it all played out there yesterday at the MCG, trying to find out where, in in fact, the third test would take place, which we now know, the SCG. There's a lot of logistics involved when, you, when you're obviously planning a test match and for players and for staff, broadcasters, the whole work. So I think everyone in the media centre yesterday was sitting around saying, well, are we booking flights? Are we, are we staying put? What are we doing? Um, there's a lot that goes into making a decision like this at any time of the year, but particularly with COVID and particularly with how sensitive things are. Um, I, like everyone, have been following along the, the Northern Beaches case and, and the yeah. cluster in, in New South Wales, which I heard you mention, Adam, is in your neck of the woods. Yep. Um, from, from our neck of the woods in Melbourne, we've had six of the, the worst months you could imagine. So I think I speak on behalf of all of us when I say that no one wants to go back to that. Um, but I admire Cricket Australia for waiting for as long as they could and for giving New South Wales every opportunity. They deserve that. And the numbers with COVID in the last few days reflect that as well, that it it seems as though the government, with their contact tracing and whatnot, have got things under control. So that that's a good show of faith by Cricket Australia. It's also the McGrath test and the pink test, which is so significant in Australian cricket now that to have it anywhere other than the SCG probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense. So it's really good. It's great. Um, I think the sacrifice that the players are going to need to make maybe was part of the, the conversation as well. I'm sure that the Players Association were involved or the Cricketers Association were involved at one stage and, and told what it was going to look like. And it is going to be challenging for the players. They'll be in a hotel 
They can leave to train from January 12. They're on the same flight initially. They can live in the hotels, obviously, to train and to play, but that's it. There's no cafes. There's no going out for a meal uh, with your family after the day's play. So there, there are some sacrifices there that have to go on. But overall, I'm, I'm really pleased. And I'm really pleased for, for cricket fans in New South Wales who are going to get this chance as well. Todd's just uh, text in, uh, text in on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. He's top three: Warner, Pekowski, Marnus. That simple. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Appreciate uh, that right there. And uh, he's also gone on Smith, Wade, Green, Payne. Head hasn't got the mental fortitude for tough Test cricket. Time to go. That's how harsh everyone is. It's one of those. We, we, <laughs> Travis Head has turned into, unfortunately, WhatsApp fodder. And when I mean by WhatsApp <laughs> fodder is you're with a, a bunch of mates and you're sitting there watching the test and you're sitting on the couch by yourself or the kids are floating around, whatever, in the lounge room and then bang the WhatsApp message and you look down, there's 26 messages and there's opinions flying around left, right and centre. <laughs> and, yeah, unfortunately, Travis Head has appeared a lot in WhatsApp groups over the past couple of days and uh, hopefully he can sort it out because he's a really good guy and he's got really good yeah. leadership potential. But at the moment, it's just not happening. Uh, what we do know, by the way, about that movement, and you mentioned there, Jack, about the movement, January 4th, the two sides will move from Melbourne to Sydney. So Rohit Sharma, for instance, um, he's been in quarantine in Sydney. He moves down to Melbourne. No quarantine to serve when he goes from Sydney to Melbourne because he's already served the 14 days here in Sydney. Goes down joins up with the Indian side. They all come up as one on January 4. Hopefully everything's okay. We'll pay close attention to the 11 a.m. press conferences from the New South Wales Premier each day over the next few days as cricket fans. And then on January 12, as you mentioned, they'll all go up and it's pretty much a hard quarantine when they're up there in Brisbane. They can get out and play a bit of cricket and practice a bit of cricket. But apart from that, you're in the room and you're doing not much. Um, Jack, what about you? Are you going to uh, stay down there? Probably have to call um, via the TV or, or whatever for the, the next coverage. I'm not sure what will happen. I suppose that's the advantage of um, the test being in Sydney is that the uh, the team that did the first test can uh, probably just as easily do the, the Sydney test, which would be great. I mean, any time you can be at a venue, I mean, even from a personal point of view, being at the MCG, that was the first time that I'd been at a venue with fans since I think round five of the AFL season. I remember a Friday night we called a, an Essendon-Collingwood game at the MCG. Normally there'd be 85,000 there and there was about 80 of us there. So hmm. it was good to have fans back. It's in a limited capacity. But I suppose for so many of us that just eat, sleep, live and breathe our sport, to be able to see fans back and to be able to go to a live venue again is another step forward to, to hopefully life getting back to something that resembles normal again. Jack, I'll let you now go and enjoy your day off, uh, your well-deserved day off with thanks to the Indian cricket team. Uh, appreciate it, mate. Look forward to the coverage whenever you're on next. Good on you. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. And thanks for having me.